I'm Shannon. And I am Rami, and this is Workplace Side Hugs. So in Workplace Hugs, we talk about interesting we've read and we break it down at various levels and we really try to unpack it because it's such a dense thing, but such an important topic. In Side Hugs, it's a little bit different. We talk about questions we're grappling with, advice we wish we had, or workplace hacks, all related to the workplace experience. The thoroughfare is still the same. We're going to get a new, um, we're going to expand our workplace toolkit without a new degree with a whole lot of empathy. And so this week, I'm really excited because we're talking about a question that an Instagram user submitted to us, which is, do we have any tips for integrating into work culture when starting a new job that's fully remote? Yeah, we do. And I think that this is something that a lot of folks are wrestling with in the time of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, But even even just hearing you say your question again, I was thinking, oh, wow, like, this could also be normal for people in other times, you know, if you're just Mm -hmm. fully remote, you're fully remote. So let's start unpacking and offering some tips here. Rami, who who do you want to lead us off here? So I think for me, I think about how do you get up to speed in a job? Normally, you're sitting next to a bunch of people and you're saying, okay, cool. Like, what system do you use for that? How do you do this? What is what is this? What is that? What is that? I think in a remote situation, the advice I would give is find and ask for a project that you can work on that probably touches a lot of different systems and a lot of different people and take that as your onboarding, right? I think mm-hmm. onboarding is going to be inclusive of lots of things, but if you can get a project, you can, one, have something to really invest your time against. Because if you're remote, it's less likely that people are going to say, oh, Shannon, you're just sitting there. Let me give you something to do. Or you coming over to them and, and asking them questions. I think if you have that thing to focus on and work on, one, you get something to drive yourself. I think, two, when you are working on it, you can ask questions to everybody and actually ask them work questions, which I think will help you understand things, but also know who to ask the questions to. Mm. And I think finally, once you deliver on that project, everybody can see how great you are. And I think that's a really nice way to start things. Because I think the other problem is, how do you demonstrate your abilities when you're not in person and people can't see that you're an amazing uh, barista or something that adds to the workplace culture? It's how do you quickly do those things to to start to take on a bunch of um, those tasks and show people what your skill set is. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, my first tip is maybe a little bit tactical or specific, but I think it's important to ask or identify what I call like the over the cue ball buddy. I so like this. who is the person that if you were in a physical work environment, you would be able to just like pop your head over the wall and ask a question to you might do that formally, you might do it informally in terms of asking for who that person might be. And then I think coupled with that advice would be to make sure that you're setting really, excuse me, clear boundaries. So I'm thinking of a client who I talked with this week, who is responsible for onboarding eight new hires in a remote environment. And she was feeling really daunted and overwhelmed by the amount of texts that she was getting from all these folks. So uh, whether it's on you or on them, if, if they don't offer what their boundary is, how do you pro- proactively have that conversation with them on how you're going to structure your over the cue ball time? Do you want it to be structured? Is it okay if you send them 45 DMs in a day? Like, what is the limit here? And be really honest and vulnerable 
and having that conversation. How do you imagine going about finding that cue ball buddy? Like I'm new, I've met none of you. How do I, how do I find my, my cohort, my yeah, buddy? That's a great question. I think I don't want to take what you're going to talk about next. Um, maybe you give your tip next, because I think that's how you find who your buddy will be if one is not provided to you. So I think two things. One, I think you're going to interact with the team as a whole and you might start to feel out like, oh, that person and me are going to vibe. Yes. And I think use that as a starting point. Yes. But my piece of advice here is how do you set up like coffee time, water cooler time? How do you set up time where you're not talking about work, where you're just getting to interact with people? And so I would think of first and foremost, set up time with everybody on the team and just get to know them as a person and understand what they do. Yeah. I think the follow up to that is the people that you're really starting to vibe with that you think could be that that person over the the cue ball buddy. Mm-hmm. How do you set up more time with them to start to have that rapport in that shorthand? And so maybe you do set up like coffee time or water cooler time or walk time or whatever you want to call it to start to get to know them on a different level. And maybe you have to drive the conversation a lot more because as it is with meeting anyone, you have to have something to talk about. And so as long as you're bringing topics and you're starting to find the people that you don't need to bring topics to have a conversation with, I think those are the people that you'll start to vibe with. And those are the ones who you're going to say, okay, we're going to have our own Slack or we're going to have our own text chain and we're just going to be texting all day. And that's how this is. This is my person. I found my person. And they're the one I'm just going to be there, maybe my confidant. And we're just going to always be able to have this banter. But I think finding that person is tricky. Yes. Um, So read out everybody as you're starting to have your first team interactions. And then as you continue to meet with people, I think you'll naturally start to see who you vibe with the same way you would in person. It'll just happen to be remote. Yeah. This metaphor of online dating is coming to mind for me. I like it. Of like, uh, similar to maybe if you're online dating, like, you're feeling out everybody's personality and then you have to decide when you're going to like take it to the DMs, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you have to decide, wow, I'm really clicking meshing with this person. I think this person could be my, a lot of people use the term like my work husband or my work wife or whatever. And so kind of like online dating, you have to decide when you're going to actually like bring it into quote in real life. Obviously there's, there's no in real life happening right now, but bringing it into like a more intimate space, such as text, one-on-one DM, one-on-one Slack channel, whatever it might be. You know, the really sad part of life is when you go from being someone's like work husband to like work dad, which is the point that I've hit, which is really fun, which either means I'm working with people who are very young or... I've always been an old person and people are just now appreciating that. That's really funny. Or no one could imagine being married. I don't know. I guess that lots doesn't, of things to unpack. That doesn't really freak me out so much because at Target, where we both used to work, I don't know, maybe they didn't do this on your team, but we would joke that whoever you trained in, like you were their mom <laughs> or their dad. And what? then... Oh, yeah, we would joke about oh, this. Oh, no, we did this because we'd always talk about grandparents of like, exactly. oh, you're the that grandparent person trained of me this in, desk. and that person trained you in. So like, that's actually my grandpa. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So for me, I'm like, no, I don't take it personally if somebody starts to call me their work mom. <laughs> you don't? No, I don't Even know. Even if you don't I've train always, them in? I've always felt like, like a, uh, 20 years older than I am in some weird way. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm a grandma inside a 
thirty something body. <laughs> That's fair. I think I think for me it's more that like people think that all my jokes are dad jokes when they're just legitimately good jokes. Uh, and I think that's the problem. People just don't know a good joke when it slaps them in the face. I know a good joke from you. That's one of the things I appreciate about you, Rami. In our house, we <laughs> call dad jokes yokes. Yokes. My husband makes a lot of dad jokes, and they're just I like yokes. Um, okay, let's, <laughs> let's get ourselves back on the straight and narrow here. I think uh, the last tip that I wanted to offer for integrating into a work culture when it's remote is t- to take the time identify communication preferences with people and if they don't proactively offer them up like ask the question like this is a different in- environment and i'm not just saying covid but it might be your first time working in a fully remote role so how do you make sure that you're checking in with people on the best ways that they like to communicate in this fully remote space do they like it when you i am first then call do they hate phone calls and they only ever want you to i am them would they rather you just like have a 30 minute meeting once a week versus the drive bys being really sensitive to that and what the culture of communication is between people so that you can try to blend in or make it work for you. Yeah. And I think also being upfront with what you prefer, right? Because just because someone prefers to call you every 10 minutes may not be what you prefer. And so it's really about How do you find that middle ground of saying like, oh, what's your work style? Here's what mine is. Here's my communication style. So I think that's great advice. Treating it like a two-way street. I love that add-on. Like it can be a two-way street where you're both sharing your communication styles and preferences. And maybe you find that middle ground. Like the person goes, I love calling you. I just want to talk to people on the phone. Like that's how I work best. And you go, okay, cool. Let's I am first. Make sure that we have something to talk about. And I'm prepared to have that conversation. And then let's jump into it. Yep. Or like maybe I have a kid yelling all the time and, and getting on the phone is really difficult for me. So let's start on I am and then and then jump into a Zoom call when when it makes sense. Yeah. Yep. And then the last thought that might get a little bit controversial. So I think it depends on your comfort zone and is a little bit COVID or coronavirus specific. If you find yourself starting a new role in a fully remote environment that is not normally fully remote, uh, I know that someone on my husband's team, she was a manager onboarding a new hire, and the new hire communicated very clearly that she was nervous about this remote work environment and how she was going to learn the technical aspects of the system in this way. And that manager said, if you're comfortable, I am comfortable if you want to come over and we can practice social distancing and like, yep. come, like we'll hang out 12 feet apart. And I can like yell to you when like it would be like we're over the cue ball as things come up that you're struggling with or working through. But we get that that's not a reality for everybody in a remote environment because you might be in different cities and it might not be in your comfort zone from a health perspective. So you do what's best for you. I like that. But yeah, it's always about meeting someone and aligning on the, on, on the two way street. So I think with that, let's, let's recap. So ask for projects, get up to speed, uh, set up coffee time, try to find that over the cube wall buddy um, through those interactions through coffee time, really find that person. Because I think once you find that person, you will feel so much more comfortable in the workplace Mm -hmm. and you might not need that, that physical space anymore because you've, you've built that person in that you can just like um, really have that, that, that side conversation with, which I think is, is part of the most fun of having a job and interacting with people. Yeah. And who knows, like 
five years later, you might start a podcast together. <laughs> you might. Who knows? Because you were over the cue ball people helping each other out. Exactly. Oh, that brings back memories of you popping by my it. desk. I love it. Shannon. I think now we just say like, hey, if you guys have advice, please hit us up on Instagram at Workplace Hugs. Yep. We would love to hear what advice you have. Or if you have a cube wall buddy that you now have a podcast with, let us know. We want to listen. <laughs> we want to be your remote cube wall buddies as well. Yeah. Or tag your remote, your your cube buddy, your work partner. Um, yeah. It's, it's just a fun to reminisce. And with that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this was Workplace Hugs. <laughs>